Good morning, family. Last week, Jesus made himself known to us in the form of a shepherd. He told us that he looks after us with the same compassion and diligence that a skilled shepherd has towards their flock. Our only responsibilities are to obediently follow him and to place our faith and trust in him. As a matter of fact, last week, Jesus referred to himself as the gate of the sheep pen. This morning, Jesus delves deeper into this idea, revealing that he is not simply the entrance, but also the way or the path, the reality and the source of life itself. Let's listen to Jesus' words in John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Hear the word of the Lord. Let not your heart be troubled. You are trusting God, now trust in me. There are many homes up there where my father lives, and I am going to prepare them for your coming. When everything is ready, then I will come and get you so that you can always be with me where I am. If this weren't so, I would tell you plainly, and you know where I am going and how to get there. No, we don't, Thomas said. We haven't any idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way. Yes, and the truth and the life. No one can get to the Father except by means of me. If you had known who I am, then you would have known who my Father is. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said, Sir, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus replied, Don't you even yet know who I am, Philip, even after all this time I have been with you? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking to see him? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say are not my own, but are from my Father who lives in me, and he does his work through me. Just believe it that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe it because of the mighty miracles you have seen me do. In solemn truth I tell you, Anyone believing in me shall do the same miracles I have done, and even greater ones, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask him for anything, using my name, and I will do it, for this will bring praise to the Father because of what I, the Son, will do for you. Yes, ask anything using my name, and I will do it. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. Way back when, in 67, the American Heart Association released a startling TV commercial. It showed a man painting his house. Standing beside him was his small son, toy paintbrush in hand, pretending to paint the house right alongside his dad. Then we saw the two of them tooling down the road in a Mustang convertible, dad in the driver's seat, son in the passenger seat, pretending to drive just like his dad. Dad even gestured to make a left-hand turn. Do you remember those hand signals? The son made the same gesture on his side of the car, just like dad. Then we see the two of them washing the car together. Lastly, we see dad and son sitting under a shade tree. Dad reaches into his pocket, takes out a cigarette and lights it. 
Then the son picks up the pack of cigarettes. And as the little boy examines the pack of cigarettes, the narrator asks, like father, like son, think about it. By the way, you can still watch this commercial on YouTube if you want to. In our gospel passage today, Philip asked Jesus to show them God the Father. And Jesus replied, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Only five weeks ago, we remembered Jesus' crucifixion and collectively wondered what kind of radical, revolutionary, or extremist he must have been to get himself executed like that. He was vilified by Jewish religious and political authorities. He was sentenced to death by Roman decree. That meant one thing, execution by means of crucifixion. So what do we law-abiding, tax-paying, good-minded people have to do with someone like him, right? Well, we are reminded in this morning's gospel that Jesus is not a renegade, and he is not a rogue. Instead, to use the language of the gospel writer, he stands on the same ground as God the Father. This God of ours has been known throughout history as the God who creates. He gives life and seals covenants. He decrees laws, anoints rulers, and speaks through prophets. In every detail, this one true living God and Jesus are the same. Rather than representing something completely new or unheard of, Jesus speaks about what is consistent, constant, and at the heart of the divine human encounter. It turns out that those in positions of authority, both local and imperial, have strayed. So it's no surprise that Jesus was accused of blasphemy right? Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And the truth of God results in a life worth living. The way into that truth is through Jesus. He was the way into that truth for the people of the first century, just as he is the way into that truth for us in the 21st century. Now, many folks believe that if we focus solely on our own lives, on our businesses and jobs, on our assets and our properties, to the exclusion of everything and everyone else, we can increase our net worth and live in greater comfort and pleasure. It is also true that we can ingratiate ourselves to those in positions of power and achieve great personal and monetary benefits in the name of the common good. But God's truth, which has been consistently expressed and modeled by Jesus, cuts through all those competing truths of the world and calls us to a life of fulfillment rather than a life of comfort. The widows and orphans were looked after. The prisoners were released. The sick were visited. The forgotten were remembered. The outcasts were welcomed in. Workers were fairly compensated. Strangers were recognized foreigners given a home. Choosing to give ourselves to these things results in a different kind of life. Following a different truth leads to a different life. We behave as God does when we follow God's truth. According to Jesus, everything he said, taught, and shared did not originate in his own imagination. Instead, he received it from God, whom he affectionately referred to as his Father. Now, this same father was the one who led Abraham to a place of belonging and freedom, and he rescued his people from enslavement in Egypt. He also sustained them with food during their desert wanderings. While this father was unwavering in his opposition to their unfaithfulness, 
He also demonstrated mercy and forgiveness when they turned back to him. So here's the good news today. Jesus is in this same Father, and the Father is in Jesus. In fact, God the Father is the same as Jesus. God and Jesus have always been the same. God and Jesus have never not been the same. Now, there might have been times when we didn't realize it, but we can see it now. And Jesus continues to be our way into God's truth and into a life worth living. So we need to choose which of these competing truths we will follow. As parents and spouses, we must consider the power that we wield in our households, carefully examining the way in which decisions are made so that everyone's dignity is respected within the limitations of child development, right? In the workplace, if we find ourselves with oversight or authority, we must conduct ourselves in a way that understands and appreciates the gifts and talents of all the workers, recognizing that vocation ultimately comes from God. And as members of Christian community, we wield a certain amount of power for which truths compete. We may be keepers of buildings, we may be keepers of budgets, and we may be keepers of programs. And there are many truths out there which vie for the power that we hold. God calls us to be good managers or stewards of our resources. And he also challenges us to be consistent to his holy ways and in the ways we use the resources. In our private lives, our professional lives, and in our communal life, God is not just the gate. He is the way into the truth of a passionate God who calls us to a life worth living. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle Father, as we gather in your presence today, we hear the voice of your Son, Jesus, speaking to us, saying, Let not your heart be troubled. You are trusting God. Now trust in me. We confess that at times our hearts are troubled, our faith is weak, and we struggle to believe in you. But we know that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that in you we find our true purpose and fulfillment. We pray that you would give us the courage to follow your Son, Jesus, who showed us the way of self-sacrificing love. May we become more like him as we seek to serve others and to bring your peace and your justice into our world. We also lift up those who are struggling today, whether it be with illness, grief, loneliness, or other hardships. We ask that your healing and comforting presence would be with them, and that they would experience your grace and mercy in tangible ways. Lord, we know that you have prepared a place for us in your kingdom, and that you have invited us to join you in the work of reconciling all things to yourself. May we have the faith and courage to respond to your call and to follow you wherever you lead us. We offer these prayers today in the name of your Son, Jesus, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Forgive us, we pray, for getting frustrated. Forgive us for losing hope. Help us to use words of peace. Help us to be safe places for those who are scared, apprehensive, and unsure. Help us to use words that heal. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. And I hope these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts and prayers. Speaking of prayer, if you have a need or a prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section, and then be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love, and everyone needs to know that God loves them, no matter what, right? Remember, with Jesus, we always, always, always have hope. Now, receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen. 